0: The term passionate is a word thrown around and overused. Mountain life has become a hashtag for wannabe influencers. These words can overshadow and diminish the incredible people who actually live, work and play in the mountains. They have remarkable stories to tell and I'm on a mission to find them. I'm Ashley Pettit and this is the Beyond the Mountains podcast. A life in balance, balance and flow on two skis, a snowboard, a surfboard, or a skateboard. Balancing the seasons, the cold and snow of winter, the warmth and ocean swells of summer. Balancing life between the mountains and the ocean. My guest today is Victorian Irisu, and he has a life many people will envy. A professional ski instructor in the winter and a seasonal worker in the summer, following the surf and finding work as he needs. He shares with us the steps to become a qualified French ski instructor with the ESF, one of the most difficult ski instructor courses in the world. This was a great conversation with Victorian. He shares some great insights about finding freedom and personal expression with being at one with his boards. Make sure you stick around to the end and listen to Victorian talk about a potentially life-changing moment that could have ended in tragedy and changed his relationship with the mountains and life. Yes, season two, episode one, it's taken a while to get back here. So let's not muck around anymore. Let's get on with the show, hit the intro music, on Z. Hello,
1: my name is Victoria Iirissou. I'm a 25. Um, I am a ski instructor, surfer, skater, and this is my mountain life. All right,
0: we're live. Victorian, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. How are you? Fine. How's how's the season been so far? Season's good. Working a lot. So we're in Valsigny, the ski resort in the French Alps. Yes, in uh, Haute-Maurien, nantes Vidar. And you're a ski instructor here
1: yes ah and uh the season's been good for you season's been good working a lot trying to make the deal between my project and the work
0: yeah i've seen you progress pretty much the last few years as a ski instructor and as a skier would
1: you say that's pretty much how it's happening you're just getting better and more confident yeah, like in the mountains, I'm being more and more confident. Like to go to do some projects, to be more yeah, more serious, taking really part of the yeah.
0: Because I've seen you, you this especially this summer, this winter. Sorry, you're uh, doing more freestyle, getting off piece, yeah. climbing mountains, getting yeah. more um, more confident in the mountains. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm trying to like to be more. Con- confident in my mind with the mountains with the off-piste to learn more and because i like it and it was a bit hard like at the beginning to go outside yeah. because of a story happened yeah we'll get to that we'll story get, yeah we'll get yeah, to yeah, that story i
0: mean i follow you on instagram and as i said your your videos and your photographs <clears throat> that people are making of you are getting yeah. better and better yeah, so people can follow you on Instagram. So what, give us, we'll give a plug now quickly. Okay, you know? Victorian and Don, Unde- da- uh, underscore underscore Undersco- yeah? Victorian underscore Izuru, and I'll uh, put a link in the show. Thanks. Um, but you, I know your story. So the last five years, we've been we've been friends, and I've seen you out in the ski resort. But I know you as being a ski instructor here in Valsany. Let's go back to where you grew up and tell me a bit about your life
1: before uh, I knew you here. Yes. So I was born like near Paris with my parents there and see, um from yeah they they brought me in the mountains like uh, as a tourist so I came here in the in the caravan site here yeah, in Yeah, the, the caravan park in Valsini. Yeah, the yeah. caravan park uh until my five i think so i used to come five weeks in the winter which is a lot for french people yeah. but normally get two weeks in yeah february. we normally get two weeks but because they were they were in the education both so they had all the french holidays like two weeks christmas two weeks february yeah two weeks um March, easter, easter yeah. yeah so they brought me there five weeks and then i used to take lessons at the ski school And because I took so many (laughs) weeks of ski school, I was kind of good. And also I I have like two, three times the medals because I I couldn't go.
0: Couldn't go any further. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't (laughs) go any
1: further. I think I was, after I was like six and a half in the competition class. And then they were like, it's too, it's too small. (laughs) You you can't. And then the director said, yeah, take him. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought me there till five. And and after we move around Chambéry in Savoie, and then I stop. Uh, I stop uh, the lessons here. Yeah. And I I was in the ski sclu- ski club around Chambéry called Les Aillons Yeah. And then I uh, I've been to that club like from my six to my eighteens I think. So a lot of ski racing a lot every winter was pretty intense. And no, re- not really day off, but a lot of trainings. Otherwise, enjoying enjoying it. And and then after, when I went to sco- high school, then I had like some internships to do in ski school. Yeah. And then I choose to come back in Varsany. Yeah. It, and yeah, this is how... Uh,
0: it it must be unu- It's I think it's an unusual situation because most of the ski instructors either grow up here. Yeah. And they live here all year round, whereas you've been. Uh, a tourist taking holidays here, yeah, and then going to do your uh, ski instructor lessons and coming back to be a ski instructor. That there, there must be an unusual situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it become more and more usual now, but years before it wasn't like I was just someone. That, yeah, that just come back to where he starts. Yeah, and people here, like the first first years, they were like. Who are you? Like we don't know you, yeah. and only the old the old instructors. Like, yeah, you know, he was a kid here, and uh. so they they used to have me when I was until five. So I knew mostly all the all the old guys. all the old instructors. Most of them are not instructors anymore because they're too old. But they had me a few times, and because I uh, was, it's like now that I'm the instructor, it's like super rare to have like a kid that is coming five weeks in the lessons so yeah. so for sure they all knew me like this because i was the only kid that comes many times in the winter to ski so this is how yeah, they, yeah. and after they were like oh, okay yeah it's him
0: and how's the resort changed over those years
1: oh it changed it changed well because i remember old lifts. yeah when i was young that was that are not here anymore and I think it's changing more and more, in a good way. Yeah, and before it would have just
0: been ski, 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 but now there's more snowboarding, open, it's yeah, more open.
1: But it's also the trend. Yeah, like before we, the thing is like snowboarding as a, in the history, like they had a lot of uh, snowboarding in the '80s. Then after was the anti-snowboard, part. Yeah. of the history from, like, the 90s, 2000. And then from the 2010s, then it came, came back, back again. again. And then now we see kids, like, teenagers, they like it way more than skiing. Yeah. But they start, for, they start by the skis, and after they come to snowboarding. They trans-
0: transition to snowboarding. Yeah. 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 So we had a bit of a chat before. So I know you mostly through winter and being a ski instructor. Yeah. Um, but... You're what we you term as a seasonal worker. Your winter job is a ski instructor. Yes. What your what's your summer job? What have you I know you've done different things, you do different things in the summer, but what's what's traditionally your main summer summer job?
1: Yeah, so I'll tell about the last four years that I had my summer job. Was in the sailing school because I know like I grew up on a...
0: Yeah, you grew up on the coast. So you're and I grew up, to up on the coast. Water, yeah. yeah.
1: So I was close to the water and I need the water. Like
0: yeah. I feel it. I think it's great that you can do both.
1: Yeah. And it's hard it's, for, a dream. it's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. And it's hard for me to skip one. Yeah. Like I've done one winter in the COVID in the ocean in Portugal and it was... Something was missing. Like the mountains were missing to me. And it's the same if I'm going like... Without the ocean in the year, I'm like, I'm missing to be in the water and yeah. surf. So uh, I think I can't go without one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend that we don't really have this concept of seasonal work in Australia. Um, I don't think it really exists. We don't really have uh, a winter season where we go to the mountains for skiing, uh, like everyone goes. Um, we have maybe fruit pickers. But here in especially France and Europe, you have ski instructors. Um, but then you can also go to a summer job you know, you can travel yeah. around and do all sorts of different work
1: yeah I think it's part of the uh, culture yeah and it's also part of the holidays we have like summer holidays winter holidays and people used to go to ski like our parents grandparents used to yeah. also move like they like to go to the mountains and to the coast in the summer so it brings tourism and also brings seasonal works and i I couldn't see myself like just working at the same place the whole year, and I like to move and wasn't yeah, it was nice for me because I can still work in the winter work in the summer and have free time between yeah you can for my project yeah for projects <laughs> which I like that people also don't like some people because they prefer to be in security somewhere yeah. safe they don't move to have something to build something
0: we're gonna talk about the security and um, routines because in the yeah. winter time as a ski instructor you're working pretty much every yeah. day yeah. Uh, seven days a week nine yeah. hours a day but in the summer time you do the same but in the in between the off seasons you can do your, your holidays or your personal projects um, but in the summer you surf you skate yeah. in the winter time you ski you board Yeah, there's just that constant flow of you know, movement. Yeah how, how do you how do you, how do you explain that? How does that make you feel when you're doing all those similar activities? Uh,
1: I think I'm feeling really good on the board, like uh, surfing, skating, snowboarding, skiing. Is all those sports I like because I have parts of me, an extension of me yeah. that I can control how I want, and I can just play with. Like, I like to be, to still be on the land, like to, to don't go in the air, for example, like air sports, like paraglide or, yeah. I'm pretty scared because I, I, I'm not like on the land, on the land. I'm not touching, sorry, I'm not touching anything. And so this scares me. But boards, I f- I'm feeling really nice with.
0: How does it make you feel like this, the sensation of surfing and the sensation of skating and, and boarding, they're all f- similar movements and similar flows. Yeah. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? Uh, a fair
1: description of being similar movements and a flow? Yeah, you can you can find the same moves, I think. Like skating, snowboarding are pretty much the same. Yeah. When you are doing airs, it's mostly the same. And when you start a new sport, it's you have to steal the skills from the other sports. So it's pretty easy sometimes yeah. to go to another one. And yeah, I'm feeling like surfing is the same. Surfing and snowboarding, it's not the same moves because it's not the same support, same board. But you can find the same, the same uh, yeah. Same emotions. Same, same yeah. And yeah. em- feelings are the same. Are, um, different. Sorry. Yeah. Because it's yeah different vibes. But what's the
0: vibe then? Tell me the vibe of surfing versus skating, boarding.
1: No. No, surfing, I think you want to be like just with your friends and have like a nice session, like six foot, eight foot, wave, perfect. And yeah, just for you and two or three friends. It's more like a solo sport. Yeah. Then skating is like community. You like to skate with your friends. You can be 20, 30, it doesn't matter because we can share the park, we can share the, the session together and it's creating a vibe that everyone is pushing up everyone. Yeah, you're supporting everyone, Yeah, And you everyone. can you can learn tricks from a friend, then you can also teach tricks to a friend, which is it's better. Like you can be closer to to this. And snowboarding it depends because you have many things in snowboarding. Yeah. Like from the going in free ride in the mountains or just go to the park or just be in the slopes. It's different. But yeah. I just say that surfing is a bit more different than the other ones yeah. because you want to be like.
0: And is skating the is it, is, sk- is sorry um skiing the the off <coughs> the outside one the, the the three sports are probably surfing, skating, and boarding for you. Yeah. And sk- and, sur- and sorry skiing is just more like that's my job. You're a ski instructor. No, I, I,
1: I, I, I really enjoy it too. Yeah. I'm um, yeah, uh, but uh, just because I've done it so many time in my life ski that i just like to learn something else and learn differently so with the with snowboard i can just push myself more than skiing i've already done it skiing before was more competition too in the ski club and yeah but also done some free ride and yeah and i'm also really confident with the skis but i like now to see how how I will handle with the snowboard and how I will push myself with the snowboard now. Yeah. So what? Where are you gonna push yourself with the snowboard? I, don't know. I think I wanna to go to free ride competitions. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, like this year was like the test between my confidence in the mountains, snowboarding in the off beast, which when it's a lot of snow, it's just crazy. Yeah. And yeah, just see fa faces and go down those like and just trying to trying to to find the line i want to do and uh, this is what i like i think and free ride like yeah i'm going more and more into it i think yeah what's drawing you to this this uh free ride and i think i like the vibe because it's no not the same pressure not the same vibe than racing is really against everyone like free ride competitions are mostly like a group of people not the like when you see the world tour and they, everyone knows everyone they are just sharing a session and one is better than the, another one but it's not like a bad vibe yeah like in the world cup skiing racing it's like more yeah, it's, again yeah really against each other with the the free ride is is more yeah how
0: good can you get and you're supporting each other or pushing yeah. each other to push the limits yeah it's, it's, limits
1: are more it's more dangerous to go free ride so yeah so I don't know. I, I think I like to, to be in the mountains and I think, yeah, the, year, the next years I will try to do some competition, I think.
0: And what about your um, pushing your surfing limits? Because I've seen you, I, I follow you on Instagram and sometimes I see you in Portugal, sometimes yeah, you're in Baritz. I love it. <laughs> and sometimes you're in uh, Spain. Yeah. Where, where Where's your surfing taking you, uh, you know?
1: Uh, it, it takes me so, so deep. Like since I start, and like it's really addictive. So you always want something. You are looking for something yeah. each time. It's like really searching. And dance king is different. The mountain is here. Yeah. It's just the condition that are different. But the the ocean, the ocean is like really ephemeral. Ephemeral? Uh, it's like when it's just an instant. Like the wave is here only today. At that yeah. moment, it's one wave like like this. Yeah. Then, and then you have to be ready and just take it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But you can also search, f- search for the wave and search for the exactly. This is the. And this is what I think you've done. You know, in Portugal. You,
1: you and your friends. You. Yeah. This is what I've looked for, like good waves, and then also good waves brings you good level, because it's yeah you just progress. With yourself, your board, like bigger waves, better waves. What's the that big wave
0: in Portugal called? Huh? What's the big wave in Portugal? Nazare? Nazare. Nazare. Yeah. But you've
1: seen that, haven't you? Yes, but it wasn't too big when I saw it. It was like five, six meters. Oh, okay, that's just quite small. For <laughs> Nazare, it's yeah, so for really desert, yeah. small. It used to be 25, 30 so you've skied around Portugal
0: and you skied around Spain and Barritz is obviously as an Australian we've we've all heard of
1: Baritz, but that's one of the surfing capitals of France. Yeah. Yeah, because it all started there I think in sixty six. And yeah. someone brings a surf in Baritz and then in Côte de Basque, this is the like part of the surf history in France. This yeah. is where it all starts. Then someone bring a surf, and then after the old people from Biarritz, they all surf together, and then they bring they bring the surfing friends. Surfing and skating in the summer, is skiing and snowboarding in winter it's a pretty good life. Yes, I can't, I can complain. No, you can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. It's it's can be hard to live sometimes. Where is where is so where you, where's your base? Do you have a base? No. No. no because even my parents they don't see me a lot yeah like I have base with my parents like dad is in Morienne so one hour from Varsini yeah here. and mom is in Basque Country so down to Berets like half an hour down to Berets she's living there now in Andai in the border in the Spain border yeah so uh, I know I can stay a bit there but I'm not feeling to
0: do it like and, yeah your base is now gonna be your van yeah now it's my van How's the van going? What's the so what's nice. the latest update on your van? Uh,
1: I've changed the injectors. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me so much. Because <laughs>
0: I saw the van; it was pretty much just a, a white, big white shell, and you've done all the yeah, I've done inside. everything inside, yeah. yeah,
1: like for my needs. So that yeah, if that gets you
0: around just in the summer.
1: Yeah, and now that I have it, I'm, I will not change like to just a car. Yeah, it's a so nice stuff have van. Can just sleep whatever you want, and van is p- part of the surf too. Yeah, surfers culture. are and yeah. skating too. Skating less, I think you yeah. can, because skaters skaters are not moving too much. Yeah, no. but surfers a okay. lot. Yeah, they are just traveling for waves. And tell me about Morocco, because you did a lot of work yeah. on your car in Morocco. <laughs> so many stories with my van in Morocco. My <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I went down in was in September, end of September, beginning of October with my van, and yeah, many stories. Like one, one morning I couldn't start my van. Was like uh, just a black cloud, like just smoke coming. Just smoke coming out. Couldn't go like more than two thousand to two thousand revs. Yeah, yeah, and ten kilometers I think per hour. And I was like, oh, "How I will do. And then we went to the garage with a friend that bring me with the. With the power extension cord. And yeah, power and yeah. yeah. And then we changed everything at the garage. They were so nice. But it's pretty cheap to get your car. Yes. With, that's one of the benefits of yeah. taking your car
0: to Morocco. All yeah. the work's cheaper. Yeah. All the all the work's so cheap. So you did all your
1: electricals. you done your insulation. No. No? Insulation I've done myself. Yeah. I've done most of the mechanic thing. Like just uh, clearing, clearing uh, the motor, like the, yeah, all
0: the mechanical. All yeah. the
1: mechanic. Yeah. I've put a window as well. Yeah, I've put a window. I've painted things. Yeah, many things. And after friends went there to to do stuff on their van. So being a a seasonal worker it
0: sounds pretty good. You know, pretty good life in the winter yeah. skiing and, and and snowboarding in the summer skating and uh, surfing what's the what are some of
1: the bad things about being a seasonal worker bad things are like you're you need to do like you need to be alone like it's easier when you're alone but it's also bad because you don't have like a group of friends that is following you that you see every saturday for a beer for so you're just also alone you're learning yourself you have stories that only you only you you know. So you you can't tell everything. You can't like the others can't live what you live. So it's part of of the game too. Yeah, that it's it's nice, but you you can't share more, Like you can't share those things too. So so
0: you must you must um, no attach no attachments. Yeah, but also you must be able to make friends. Pretty quickly, when yeah. you're
1: moving around a bit. This is part of the mind, I think. If you're open to everyone, uh, people will come. And more you travel, and more you see that pe- people are nice. Yeah. And you're never alone, never, never. Even when you're far in the country, you have always someone. And and it's like part of the travel. Like when you have stories and you are like in a bad situation, you have no other option than to ask someone for help. And. Pe- people will be here. And then you just learn this and then you're like, I'll do the same. If someone is asking me for help, I will just help him because yeah, it's pay, part of the game. You like, pay it back. Yeah. It's part of the thing. Like if someone need you for something, then you go. And if I need someone to fix to something, to go there, to then, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of similar. When I first lived here, I didn't have a car. Mm. So I had to hitchhike up and down the, through the train station or the supermarket. Madan. To Madan. But now I have a car. Every time I see someone who's yeah. hitchhiking back, it's, okay, I stop and pick them up. It's just a return in those phases. Yeah. And, and I, I don't
1: understand people that are not stopping at someone. Oh, here, in the, here, in, it's, here it's easy. Yeah, uh, but you have to stop. Yeah. But
0: one of the things I think you struggle with as a seasonal worker here, and especially in the wintertime, is accommodation and finding a place to live. Yeah. It's always
1: pretty hard. It's always pretty hard because the people here are locals like it's not um, you have some resorts in in France that it's not like it's created resorts so people are just going there for the winter and moving after and here it's like a proper village that everyone is living here the whole year all the instructors are locals and living here so it's not a lot of place for seasonal workers no and more for like as the skin structure, because all of them are having their own house, own apartments. It's a bit hard to find, so you just need to do some colloca-
0: colloca- co- uh, co- co- sharing and, yeah.
1: co-sharing co-sharing apartments. Yeah, and because the seasonal workers who have a job, like in restaurants and everything, they have already the accommodation. With yeah,
0: some of them have jobs, jobs, jobs and accommodation all linked up. So yeah. I mean, even even for me, trying to find a new apartment here is oh, pretty hard. hard. Yeah, so hard. I'm st- I'm sticking here in my place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not bad. It's, nice it's place. not bad, but yeah, you want to move? No, 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 I'm not going to move. But but yeah, finding a um, finding a base, and especially in the wintertime, is one of the is one of the hard things. Yeah. What else do you find hard as being a seasonal worker and moving around a bit? Is it uh, apart from being on your own and sharing experiences?
1: Um. What's hard like mm, it's like what's hard about yeah being, being a seasonal worker and moving around mm, it's like you can always be on your own, like you sometimes you you can't find people that want to go with you, but if you don't go, you would stay, so you just need to have like passions and just go with yeah. yourself you just got to have your courage courage to do your own thing and you know okay yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do it I'm gonna do it yeah and yeah. be sure that you wanna do it like cause some people I know they're like oh maybe we can do this go there but it's just like I don't wanna do it on my own well, if you wanna do it just do it yeah or they or they just say yeah okay I'll go with you and then when you ask them you're like oh no maybe so yeah if you wanna go just go yeah
0: what are, what are the what's some of the good things about being a, a
1: seasonal worker and moving around summer and winter? It's nice because you see different people, different things. Like just you see people from everywhere. And then it's really it's really enriching. Enriching, yeah. It's really enriching for me. I like to take what people brings me like and then they teach me something like to learn from the others it's really nice this is what I like the most I think to just uh, be with people that brings you yeah so you've got
0: different um different groups or different packs different tribes you're you're a part of you know you've got the the winter tribe you've got your surfing tribe yeah your skating tribe
1: and you're all yeah it must be nice it's it's nice, but you don't have one tribe. So this is sometimes hard to live because you don't know on which tribe you are. Like, you know, you have friends there, friends there, friends there, surfers, skiers, snowboarders, uh, whatever. And yeah, you have different tribes all over. I said, not the word, but like I have people I know from everywhere. And sometimes it's hard because you don't know where you want to go, where which tribe you're part of. But you know you're always, well, always welcome on each yeah. tribe. But yeah, this is what sometimes I struggle with. All
0: right. Well, speaking of tribes, you are now part of the tribe of ESF yeah. ski instructors, the Red Suits tribe. Yeah. Tell me about um, becoming a ski instructor. What's what's the process? of? Because you were here and you were doing some testing and some qualifications and some races. Yeah. Tell me about the the, the tr- whole process the whole process of becoming a ski instructor.
1: So the French process is like seventeen weeks of formation to be a ski instructor diploma, and I think it's the second most difficult diploma in France, like sport diploma. Yeah. the first one will be uh, climbing mountain guide, mountain guide and yep. climbing. I think are the the top one, like the to- most difficult. So yeah, you. Usually, you are in the ski club or just skiing a lot. But you have to do race before, like races, because the first test is a um, is a slalom.
0: Yeah, it's a slalom test, yeah. it's, and it's a pretty fast, high yeah. score you need to get.
1: Like the um, openers. Yeah, the openers. The openers are um, are French European cups racers. So they took they take them to come for those tests to open the race, and you have to be. Like at a percentage, yeah, a percentage of the highest, of yeah, the fastest of the of those, yeah. It's, I think you have seven, six or seven seconds to be after them and after they close the the qualification. Oh, so if you don't,
0: you're not in the top. No, you don't qualify. No, right?
1: you go back. You can't come. You have to go back. Wait another year. Yeah, another session. Another session, I think. And once you. Like, till you don't have it, you can't go further. In the Like, it's the first test.
0: Right. So. so, first test is you need to qualify as a slalom ski racing. Yeah, to be in the chrono. Yeah, to be in the chrono. And then you have the paper. And then, then. you do that. Okay. We'll ta- you You obviously did that. Yeah, yeah. I've done and that when I was
1: 18. Because they started at 18, I think. Yeah, when I was 18. All right. And then you've got to do the, what's two, after that? Yeah, two weeks formation. That, what's the
0: formation involved? Huh? What's the formation involved?
1: Uh, about like the teaching, uh, teaching ski and how, because they are, we have different classes in ski. Ski, ski, ski lessons. Skills, so, yeah. So you
0: do uh, lessons on how to teach beginners, yeah. adolescents, so it's, so it's, yeah. all the different levels of sk- beginning
1: to learn to ski. Yeah. So you have like from beginners to class four. Yeah. And when you get those two weeks, you go till class two. So you can teach adults and kids, but only till class two.
0: So, what's class? Tell me what the classes are like, class one, two, three, and four.
1: So, class one is like when you ski snowplow and you bring the ski to finish parallel slide, side slip. Yeah. Class two, it's when you do whole parallel skis on blue, a bit of red. But then you learn new moves to do it. And. Class 3 is just an advanced Class 2. Yeah. With, like, more perform turns. And you start to ski a bit everywhere in different kind of snow. And we add also new moves to your ski position that makes you more comfy with the skiers. And Class 4 is mostly a really advanced Class 3. But we're going to make uh, the skiers ski, like, everywhere and without um spending too much energy the goal it's like when when you're in class four it's like you can ski long time in the day because you know all the moves to make you to make you spend the less energy yeah you're just
0: flowing more you're just more efficient and just like to to know
1: how when you have to force on your ski when you have to relax and the goal is to be always relaxed and to don't to to be economic with your energy and your body there's a um, there's a rhythm to a turn, isn't it? You've got to enter the turn, you've got to
0: fall, and then you've got to put the pressure on. Yeah. So tell me about that. That's the process of doing the the nice arc. It's, there's a bit of a like carving. A, turns. a carving
1: turn. There's a bit of a, a yeah. So carving turns like uh, only with the edges, pushing the knees as well. Yeah. Pushing the knees to the slope, that makes the angle with the skis, and then at that time you put the pressure. You can you start the turn with the pressure, and then you push the knees, and you also create an angle with your hip that make you another angle on your body, and you can also turn the chest into the slope. That creates you like to add force on the down leg because pressure is always on the down leg. So this, and then after when you release, you have to to stand and to go forward. Yeah. Because if you just stand, all the pressure you, you've you done on your ski is, like, gone. There's a, that release, that moment where you
0: put the pressure and then you release. And then you, you go to the other you, one. Then you take the other one. That's that. Once I learned that release and then re-engage, yeah. that was the moment I learned to carve.
1: Yeah, this is how we yeah. usually. But, yeah, like, how you as you said, like, to go in front and prepare the next turn. Yeah. This is all the 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 energy you've created, you've created with the ski, and then to pursue, and then you you you're having it, you know. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it, you release it when you stand, and then you go faster. So when you're doing, going back to getting your qualification,
0: yeah, you've there's not just there's. There's a, a proper manual and textbook and everything you yeah. had to read, and there's a proper test and it, take me through some of those steps.
1: Yeah. So um, tell me through this. So you have like the two weeks we we, we the two s- weeks yeah, of formation. You of formation. do level one and two. Yeah, and then after you have an other other tests. You have like a giant slalom test, which is a bit the same, but the other one was a special slalom. That that yeah. one is like. Uh, the so giants is longer longer
0: bigger turns
1: bigger faster, turns faster more risk faster yeah different ski like nice. yeah. different lines in the same you have to do a chrono to get the qualification and if you the thing is like when you get you, you're in the formation you have like a a, a date to when your um, formation right. is done so if you don't reach the test yeah you can you can't just progress anymore. You can't progress anymore. And if you reach the, the deadline, then you have to go back to go, go back? again to do the first test. Wow, okay. And it's the same through the process. Even at the end, if you miss the and you are at the deadline, and then you have just to go back to the first test and do everything again. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I think it's two years or three years in advance of what you've done. And like each like for example, the first cycle. They add the one year more to your, to your yeah. uh, so book. You, we call it book yeah, of formation.
0: Yeah. So if you don't progress, you've stuck teaching. Le- it's level one and level two yeah. until you progress
1: again. And then you have to, and you know that when you are at that, uh, that time, you have to do other things, other formation. You have to do it as soon as you can because yeah. you want to reach the diploma before. The all right, deadline. so you've
0: done the giant slalom test.
1: Yeah, then after you have four weeks. Another four weeks. Four weeks straight, like one. Uh,
0: and this is textbook and uh, practical lessons.
1: Yeah, every day, like every morning on skis and every afternoon on class Yeah, to learn. So this is the same teaching. and
0: There's the theory. you
1: got to learn the theory of teaching and yeah. the theory of skiing and carving. So you have all of this like from class two, three, four. But we also learned all the moves of the class, like because we have a memento in book. The, yeah, book. Yeah. Yeah. Of this, and we have to learn all the the moves, all the all the turns, all the side slips, all the exercises that are in the book. Yeah. We have to like it's, it's yeah. We have to know it perfectly, and all the terms, like the definition and everything. So
0: being a good good ski is not enough to be a ski instructor. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not so after way. you've done that. You got to do some basic um,
1: some avalanche and rescue techniques. Not yet. Not yet. No, no. you have to be diplomated to do the uh, right. off piece thing. So the, after the four weeks, you have also one week of how to to put a slalom like with the the gates. How to how many meters you need between like a giant slalom gates or a super giant slalom gates. Yeah. Like all of these. <clears throat> So you learn about this, the security of the slalom stadium. So all the nets also. Okay. The nets around. So they are A, B, C, different grades. Yeah. I didn't know they had to learn about the nets. Yeah, we need. Yeah. I mean, I don't really use it, but we know what we have to do. Like, for example, at the year in Varsini, like you'd see that all the nets on the sides of Glafema are like B uh, nets. Okay and this is special for like races European Cups but when you see the World Cups they have like three like after it's all rules about yeah different competitions Valson is a very ski ski racing racing, ski racing resort resort yeah Yeah. (laughs) alright so you've done that that what's the next step another week of like being in class and learn about the uh, mountain knowledge so it's uh you learn about like the winds about the animals about um how the alps have been created oh so history and yeah uh, one typical question was like uh how can we find shells at top of mont blanc (laughs) and then you have to explain how how find shells from sea Ah, seashells. Seashells on Mount Blanc. How can you find seashells so on So it's because b- before we had like two tectonic uh, plates. Plates. Yeah. that have been together and then one goes on top of another one. And when that one did that, uh, all the sediments, so it yeah. was the ocean, yeah. all the sediment get pushed to the top. And then we can find seashells on. I mountains because wow, of this. Didn't know that. There you go. Like uh, it's just like because when the the plates went together, like in the friction. Yeah. Like it created the mountains. That's what that's what created the mountains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the, when it created the mountains, it had some sediment that goes up too. All right. So now New. <laughs>
0: now you, I, you're qualified as a ski instructor now. Yes. What was the
1: final test that you had to do? Um, the final test is like. Two weeks formation, uh, specifically Specifically? specifically off-piste and touring. Before that uh, two weeks, you need to prepare a book uh, of three off-piste you've done and you have to do all the reports about what you've done.
0: Okay, so you take a journal or document what you do on these... these
1: Pictures, uh, description, lines you've done the Bera, so the um, bulletin uh, mm-hmm. avalanches uh, Yeah, take a report. The report of the day of the Avalanches, yeah. why you've been there, uh, when, what, like, you explain why you choose that day to go there, yeah. and you have to, yeah. So all of this before, also like, a bo- uh, in that book, you need to do like, um, all about your resort, like Valsany, how are the exposed faces the stories about the off-piste in Vercenì, the avalanches that have been like in the years before yeah. all of this. Um, so that book and also t- uh, tourings. You have to do three, two, two of them. More than six six hundred uh, meters. Apart. Oh, so that's why I saw you with a couple others. You, <coughs> I think you did uh, Domproche. Mm, no, last what? year, year before. Last year I've done uh, one in Terminion um, and what's the other one? We've done one in Termignon and I think one in Versailles. Yeah. But yeah, you can see in January sometimes you have groups of instructors that goes with a diploma instructor yeah. that brings those like non-diploma instructors with him. Yeah. To do the the book. And you did you do one with Cedric? I done one. I think it was with Stefan Cedric. I don't think we've done one together. We've done off-piste, but we didn't go to touring. Okay. And I've done Valumba. no, oh, nice. I've done that one. Yeah. So now you are qualified. Yeah. So you have that book. You go for the two weeks on the exam, and after you learn about all the off-piste um, gestion, gestion, gestion. No. Um, how to teach in off-piste groups. Oh, okay. Like to manage manage a group in off-base with the level what you can have the yeah the dangers the security so all the arva yeah things what happened how how to call the
0: how to call the emergency how to call
1: yeah to do to do to call them with the good informations you learn also about um, all the healthy things about uh, the cold yeah cold water yeah. Yeah. What you have to do if the guy is like uh, hypothermia. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all of this. And after when you get the test, you're done. Your diploma, you have the medal. You've got the, <laughs> yeah, I saw you. you've got the medal. Yeah. yeah. You got the medal. It's part of the. So, you're a qualified Ecole de ski français. Ecole de ski français, yeah. yeah. ESF. It's
0: the ESF. And can you, does that mean you can work <coughs> all of Europe, all of France?
1: Yeah. Like even before, I, I, I could have go uh, on another resort or another school because yes. um, yeah, you don't need to be diplomi to to move to another resort. But yeah, I can move wherever I want. I think in France, you just ask. Some resorts are, some schools are already full, yeah. so you you, you can't but And I know that through over the world, we are like one of the best uh, ski diplomi. Like yeah, the, the, French level, one, yeah, the, the French toughest. one, the French yeah, one. Everyone is like, yeah, is like copying us, I think. Yeah,
0: everything in France is difficult to get in diploma. It's so many qualifications and paperwork, so it's gonna be tough. Yeah, but tough. in
1: France, you, is ski schools? You have
0: ESF is the big one. The other one really is UCPA. see UC, Well, UCPA is part of. Yeah, it's part of the. ESF. It just
1: it just Irinverseny. They're just mostly doing kids. Yeah, in schools. But if you go in. Bigger resorts, it's like uh, also for uh, weeks of adults and everything. But it's like, yeah, they are living in the UCPA. All right, and yes, yeah.
0: Take me through what's a typical day for a ski instructor.
1: Uh, February, yeah, (laughs) February days is boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Yes, it's like four or five lessons a day. So usually it's like uh, collective groups nine to eleven, then eleven fifteen. 115 with another or collective or lessons after you have like the lunch lesson, which is usually like one one, for yeah. The private, yeah. One, uh, 145 to 315. This is only lessons mostly, and then the other collective from 315 to 515.
0: So, when you're doing collective lessons, you're doing correct my pronunciation, but it's pew pew. So, the kids
1: yeah i can go to pu- from pew pu- to uh, to adults yeah to adults and to snowboard to snowboard and from expert to beginner uh, yeah like, we don't choose but you have to do
0: everyone You we have get to tru- do the yeah. esf takes the booking and just gives you a schedule of uh, this is
1: your plan for yeah the day my or planning for the week. yeah because we don't choose what we have like w- they know what we prefer so, for example, they, this winter I had like many advanced or expert snowboard lessons because they know I can teach them, yeah. and I also like to do it. So I have a bit more of this, but I can I've done three weeks of pew pew. I've done like I can go for beginners as well, and some instructors they prefer also to go off piste, to go with racing uh, class. So they have a bit more of this in the winter. They try to put them. Yeah, a bit more on, on it, but yeah. So we don't choose, but we still have the preference. The season
0: for you pretty much starts <laughs> here in Velsoňi to some piece. You know, December, yeah. mid December, mid December starts January, February, March,
1: March, April, mid
0: April, mid April,
1: four months, four months, full, <laughs> full, full, full. Yeah, sometimes March is like this year. March was pretty pretty quiet. This March. Pretty quiet. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> now because January was e- exceptionally. Really busy. Yeah, yeah. This year was intense. Yeah. So
0: and the, the snow was really <coughs> good. The weather was so good. But because I, when I was growing up and when I was, had this envision of coming here, I thought ski instructors were like, "Hey, I'm a ski instructor. I've all these private lessons uh, and you have lunches, and you know, clients paying for me." That's that's not the case. That's not the case. Unless you're one of the big resorts. Maybe it was old cliche. About yeah, cliche the
1: instructors. But now it's not the same. You just yeah. But you take
0: uh, yeah from children <coughs> all the way through to advanced level and yeah. off piece
1: touring. Yeah, you take everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking every classes. I've done my first off piece class this winter. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Pretty nice. We went to uh, Lyon. L- where? Lyon. Lyon. Where's Lyon? Uh, you see La Met. Yeah, about the La Met? on the right. Yeah. On the right, the one that you have to work and you go to the. Arcelain yeah. and so that face. Okay. So I've done my first one because before I told them I don't want to take the risk to take someone off-piste with me.
0: We're going to get to that story.
1: Yeah. And also because uh, they were like, do you want to do it? And like, I don't want to put someone in risk. If was I, that a confidence it, thing? Yeah, well, yeah, it was just confidence thing. Yeah. And and also because I don't, because if something happened, like an accident happened off-piste, bad Then you have the responsibility of this. Then on slopes I'm pretty confident. I know, and off piste I'm still a bit. uh, So the first I I did the first. Yeah. So they called me like, you have off piste tomorrow. It's okay. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And then I've done it, and it was really nice. So how did it go?
0: Like, what was the? Did was the client happy? Were you happy? Yeah, we were both
1: happy because I also told him like, well. I go off piste a lot on my own, but this is really the first time I'm taking somewhat off piste. So, and also, I was also with uh, Jerome Cedric around that a bit. Yeah. Give you some, you know, advice and confidence and tips. So, what sort of client was this? Was it a young guy, young girl? 35, I think, guy. Usually go off piste, but you need to check his level first. Yeah. So, you just do basic things off piste to see. To see how he moves, how he key, to bring him to where you want to go, yeah. and then after when I saw it was pretty good, like okay let's go, and then we walked like twenty minutes up to the mountain. So a bit of boot packing up the top, yeah, skiing the ba- in the bag, in the yeah, in the bag, to the top was check happy. the
0: avalanche conditions as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course.
1: If the if it's bad condition I would have never bring so in there. You were happy? Colin was happy. We were both happy yeah. <laughs> for my first time. And uh and the, the, next the
0: senior senior guys I gave you a bit of a, a bit of encouragement to say good job. They saw you Yeah, up there. yeah,
1: we 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 drank a beer after <laughs> and it's like I looked so happy like it was pretty really nice. And I told my director, "Okay, now you can put me off peace lessons. Oh, it's um, nice. Yeah, now it's unlocked it. Yeah,
0: unlocked out oh, or you can progress again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can progress again. And I, I think I like to bring people off-piste now.
0: I like to be off-piste anyway. Away from the resort anyway. Away, huh? from, away from away from the crowds and the, the, the yeah.
1: ski lifts. Ski, ski where no one's, or few people are skiing. It's oh. nice. It's fine powder. It's
0: my one objective every winter since I've been learning to ski is to get better and better off-piste. So I need mm. to unlock that progress as well. Yeah, but you need to go to be better.
1: Yeah. We yeah. haven't had much snow this year. No. Mm. Some Well, was when I was working, we had like good snow. I had, I had the luck that uh, I was lucky I had like snowboard experts sometimes, and we were off-piste with them, and then it was perfect condition. Yeah. <laughs> so this was really nice. I had two weeks, I think, in January, February, where I, w- I was with the good groups, and you know you can do off-piste with them, and I wasn't in the pew-pew that time, so I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> because you can still enjoy with them like you teach them how to go off-piste they are happy because they uh, they taste the potter yeah. the first potter off-piste uh, slopes and you too and you're like this is you share like a good moment with yeah, your points and, and you share good moments and also they, they progress twice faster in off-piste um, in snowboard it's you can progress faster in off-piste I think yeah the balance all about the balance a slope is mostly perfect like it's just bumps uh it depends on the uh, the time of the winter because if it's slushy like yeah, the last two weeks it's terrible <laughs> but when it's powder, and then you just need to but the progress is different i
0: think when you're learning to ski the progress is faster when you're learning mm. you to snowboard it's
1: a bit slower or is it the other way around or it's skiing is slower at the beginning Because you need to go through the snowplow class one, class parallel, moves, everything. And then you can go to off-piste. So it's not straight. But you don't fall at the beginning. Yeah, if you learn well, you can just ski and never fall. Then snowboard. You fall a lot. Yeah, the first two days you just fall like just to stand up from the from the floor each time it's like something yeah. Something hard for some people. But once you get the turns and you understand what's going on under your your boots, you're like, okay, so this is turns. And then after you can bring people to like blues and you can do pretty well. So once you can link a few turns and you know how to stop, like do the fopper, fast stop, you're not going to run into someone, you you get more confident, don't you? Yeah, you're confident because also you know how to play with your board. Like you can go switch that you don't have in ski no I can't do. you can switch your stance then you can switch you can do 180 you're confident with your board with your body and then yeah you can also go down a red which is really steep for some people but you can just go as a deadlift side slip snowboard so it's easy you just let it go which in ski you can't because you can't go like snowplow through a red face face to the yeah Yeah. it's too hard and burning legs and you fall and then snowboard, if it's too steep, it just go side-sleep, and it's easy.
0: What's a, what's a couple of tips you can give a beginner? Like, I'm a beginner, what's the tip? Snowboard?
1: Yeah. Uh, to don't have skiers' uh, habits.
0: So
1: you've skied before, you got to unlearn your skiing habits. Not unlearn, but think that it's something different. different. Because I can see... Some I have like in the lesson, uh Jerome's son, which is in the ski club, yeah. really good skier, and he has like the snow uh, skiing habits, and then he is doing bad moves in snowboard because of the skills he has right. in ski. So he's like, and he don't understand why it's not working. And so like, yeah, you don't need to do that. It's something different. Just think differently. And yeah, and after he, he understood that it's. Something different. So if you are a skier and you start snowboarding, just yeah, understand that it's just something different. And you have to accept that sometimes, yeah, you need to go into the steep, slowly learn your turn to don't be too brutal with your moves. And it's all about this.
0: Yeah, snowboarding seems to be a bit more Smooth. flowy and smoother. Whereas on a ski, you can like really put the pressure on the outside yeah. ski and really. <clears throat> get the turn where yeah. snowboarding you really need to yeah it, you can be so really smooth really smooth yeah so this I think first I think that's why I'm getting stuck when I go off because I'm really putting too
1: much pressure yeah. on my outside ski i got to be more even you have to be more relaxed to think about like uh, um, when I give lessons I, I'll tell clients like think you're a car in, in, like you're a uh, your car in the desert and just the wheels are moving and more you'll relax and more you have the amortization. The, the springs and the bounce. Yeah. yeah. More you have this. And this is what we are looking for to have the legs going up, relaxed, and never tense. Because yeah. more you're tense and more you fight against the floor. And this is what makes you spend energy a lot. Like in snowboard, it's really hard. In ski, less. You don't really have this. But enough pist, yes. Yeah. But I mean, snowboard, when you start snowboarding, you really. I try as fast as they are good to tell them about that
0: so when I re- when I think about when I was learning to ski because it's not that long ago I was a bit, I was a bit debutante I something happened when I realized that the, the tip of the ski was what initiated the turn and when I got sort of learned that that's when I could start to do a, yeah. a nice carving <coughs> turn. what's what's the equivalent when you're snowboarding what what's that moment when you can link and carve and is there a, something to think about? When you're still to in, bo- in, in both yeah.
1: sports, I think when you go down your legs, you bend your legs, you unlock all the done articulation, and the angle, the ankles yeah. are moving more than if you are straight legs. And in ski, more you're done and more you can move like knees, ankles, and this is what make makes you like the the turn you said. And in snowboard, it's the same. It's like something when you go down and then you can turn your hip, turn your legs. Yeah. This is what makes you get that energy in there. That, that. Yeah. Once I got that calf, that
0: my first carve, I remember going down the blue, it was like <laughs> the first couple of cars, I was like, this. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> Don't and it. It. I would do it again. Quickly <laughs> go back up. I was, a, I was wrapped. Yeah.
1: It's it's hard sometimes to understand because in ski, you have also the different pressure on the floor. Yeah. And on snowboard, it's still still the it's just the same you have uh, your boots and you're stuck with your binding you can't move your legs then in ski you, you can and pressure is really important in ski yeah like the the transfer of way of your way it's really important yeah that
0: feeling of that feeling of turns i i remember i was coming off solaire and i just started to link a few turns i had the pressure forward pressure on my boots Uh I've linked a few turns and that that, when it whips you around I was just I was so happy is that the same feeling you get on a snowboard?
1: yeah I think in snowboard you're snowboard you're happy when you get like a proper powder turn yeah and then you see all the powder uh, going away you're like this is the emotion I'm looking for yeah like having a fresh powder fresh turns this is This is, like, the the feeling I'm looking for now, like, this winter. And in skis, it's different. Like, I like to do a proper turn and slope, like, perfect slope. Yeah. A bit abrasive. Yeah. With, like, good edges, good skis, and then, yeah, you feel that you can really push on the floor.
0: For me, in January, when the resort's quiet, I can be at 9 (laughs) o'clock, And I can be the first one down every single run in the resort and just link and have the 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 carving turns to myself. And it's the best feeling for me at the moment. Yeah. This is a
1: nice feeling. Next is
0: the same feeling, but off-piste with the fresh snow, fresh tracks. But the pressure is different. I I know the pressure is different. I want to get there. I want to do touring and, you know, do all this stuff. Maybe in May. I need more lessons. Maybe. Come. Yeah, we (laughs) will. Yeah. So- those feelings, um, that's pretty pretty cool when you're sharing those moments with a client. Do you, you yeah. see that
1: when the client just gets it? And yeah. You, you, how does that make you feel? It makes me happy that I uh, bring that guy to the to this emotion. Yeah. But it's the same with like beginners. They're so happy when they have done their first blue, their first green slope. They're like, they are watching a uh, backward, like, oh. I've done that, and then they are really happy because they without us they they couldn't go themselves yeah. or uh, not in the same way because we know exactly what they can do. Sometimes it's just in their mind they are they are like locked. Yeah, they're blocked. In the they're t- blocked, and yeah. they they don't understand. And then with us, they're just focused on what we said. Yeah, they've got confidence that
0: you know that you know yeah. what you're doing and you give them that extra confidence to go, all right. Yeah, exactly. He says I can do
1: it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you just don't tell them what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it happens like many times because if you, t- if you tell people what they're going to do, they will not do it or they will be like, mm, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, and so- then if you just go and, and do it and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Well. Cedric did that to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, you don't, we don't need to tell you like it's time where... <laughs> I remember we went down a black with in black slope in snowboard lesson and I tell no one there was a black until the end. I say, hey, watch watch on the side, the color. And they're like, is that a blue? And no, <laughs> <laughs> it's a black. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Did it. Yeah, but sometimes it, like colors doesn't mean anything. No. Like you can have blue icy slope, like a bit flatter than a red. Perfect, uh, not too crowded slope, yeah. and it's better to bring people sometime on some somewhere it's quiet and better snow on the red than on the blue where it's a lot of people look icy and bumps. Is it better? Te- is it better um, teaching January versus February? I think so. February is more like uh, um, how do say? Uh, February is like really intense, so you don't take the same time to all the same passion yeah. it's like really I would you hate to
0: I would hate to be a beginner and learn to ski in February because it's just I'll be worried a about lot of f- people too many people oh, are worried yeah. about
1: hitting someone yeah people are scared when they're beginner yeah about people around yeah like sometimes it scares them like to just hear the noises people going fast yeah. close to them I was the same I hated it yeah this, that's why it's nice for people they like to come in lessons because they know we are in a group and people are just uh, looking more when you have like instructor, so they are not going too fast. They are taking care, and also about respecting the rules in yeah. the slopes. Which this winter, like in February, we I saw many people doing like bad, uh, so many bad crazy moves. Yeah. yeah,
0: especially they come for that one <coughs> week. They just attack it without sort of you know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of accidents yeah. too. Yeah,
1: a lot of a lot of accidents.
0: So. Uh, it sounds pretty good being a ski instructor but when it's cold it's wet or it's mm. foggy you can't see yeah. and you've got to go out there in minus 20 degrees yeah. and you're out there all day yeah
1: it, it, I li- I li- it can't be that good some days some days it can't be yeah it's not so good we can we still enjoy yeah. like when it's minus 20 I like I like when it's cold I yeah. do- it doesn't matter for me but when it's like foggy I like the weather we have like today and the past week was a bit not boring but you you know you, you can't do what you want to do with the clients you the vibe is different than a perfect sunny day yeah. and so we we wear a rain cape and rain gloves when it rains a lot and you know you still have to go and teach yeah. but it's a different vibe it's also you are on your you are on your suit and you just you, have to do your job. Yeah,
0: you do your job. Man. You gotta be happy and up, up and and Yeah, and, and, and the and vibe
1: is also nice
0: when yeah. it rains.
1: It's just part of the job. You we choose exterior and outdoor uh, jobs, so it's just part of the job that sometimes it's, it's not perfect. Any powder and it just rain, and but people are here, and you just because you of yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's part of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> foggy is more difficult. Yeah. But that's part of the
0: learning to ski is being able to adapt and ski in all conditions. So yeah. if you are out one day, okay, I've done this before, I'm confident, mm-hmm. or I'll just take my time or or fall from you know, the what do you call the security pole the yeah, red poles. You go pole to pole
1: down
0: yeah. the slope until you can see.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 so different to ski in foggy weather. Like people just lose their one sense. Yeah. They lose like the one sense like where I am. Like they just see some red instructor in front of them like follow me. And yeah, you see they lose their balance. They're losing their balance a lot because they don't see where they are skiing. Like the white days, you yeah. call it. White days. Yeah, white days. White days. This is hard for them because you know they will be less good than the day before and you you can't bring them to a difficult slope that day. Like So you have to go more on
0: through the forest through
1: the bluies forest or more calm a more easier slopes because for them they will struggle with their balance yeah. so yeah and they have to be closer you have to check your group each time but yeah different but it work on the balance too yeah, still have something positive. Yeah, I still struggle in the, in the
0: whiteout, but I'm getting better, and I know where to go and how to do it, and yeah. But Did I accept it; it's part
1: of the you know to recognize the left side to the right side of the slope. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I'm like where is it? Yeah, I'm like oh my God. I'm outside. Or? Especially when you're on um, the Montenegrin side and the
0: Lombard comes through. <laughs> wow, you can't see anything. The Lombard is crazy. Um. All right, so ski instructor life. Yeah, you're quite
1: enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's nice. What is um? What's some of your future plans? Many, <laughs> <laughs> too much. Um, yeah, many plans. First is to go in Australia now. Yeah. In June to see your country, <laughs> Kangoo's. Uh, yeah, Australia to work in a different. Yeah, doesn't matter the the job. I just want to go there, live something uh, far from Europe. Yeah. Because Europe, I've done it. And yeah, I just want to go far. Uh, make money there for my, I don't know, for my travels, my plans. So I want to stay there in Cairns. What do you know about Australia so far? Huh? What do you know about Australia? Mm, there's kangaroos. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I like because I think people are really open-minded, pretty open to everyone they surf there's oh, yeah a, there's mo- there, there's money to do french are welcome like there and i don't want to go to the big cities i think it's not no. it's not what i want i, w- I would go for a um, tourist yeah tourist like two or three days but it's not something i want to do maybe skate in the cities like melbourne oh, yeah. <laughs> melbourne is really nice to skate so. that's my town yeah. So I like I like Melbourne for skates, Gold Coast for the surf, Gold Coast for the surf, and mo- uh, I want to go also with on the left Margaret River, Margaret Perth. River. Yeah. Perth. that that coast is really nice too. So and it's less, it's uh, more quiet than the yeah, the pretty, Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah, Margaret Gold River, is. Perth is pretty wild and, and remote. This is where I want to go more yeah. than the Gold Coast. Gold Coast is nice, but it's I I see it every day on Im- on Instagram. Yeah, and you see it every day.
0: It's like going to Beirut. It's, it's yeah. just yeah.
1: It's like okay, tourist capital. Tourist capital.
0: It's tick the box. Go and say you yeah. surf there. Done. at um, Cool and Gato,
1: Burly Heads. Yeah, yeah. It's not what I'm looking for. It's like coming here.
0: That any Australian comes to you, oh, I need to ski Chamonix, Veltrane's team. Yeah, yeah. Because they come here to Velsunie, right.
1: Oh. They
0: go, wow, this the skiing's pretty good here. And it's a French really French experience. Yeah, come here. Yeah. It's be- cheaper. It's, it's way cheaper than Chamonix. or yeah.
1: so, But j- just because of the cliche, I think people just go to the bigger resorts or the most famous resort yeah. or places because they think that's the best and Bells Beach has got to be on your list then. Bell Beach is the same, like uh it's it's getting crowded, I think. Yeah. Because of the of the world tour. Yeah, and um it's a right, I think. What was that movie with um
0: Kenny? Kenner Reeves. He went- Kenner sk- Reeves. Ah. Uh, yeah. I forget the movie. He went sk- surfing in Bells Beach. <laughs> anyway. Um, I am. I'm going to have a test. I'm going to a test for you for how well you know Australia, or I'm going to teach you some Australian things. Mm. Let me get my list.
1: Wow. Of, a proper Australian uh, test. Yeah, a proper test. All right. I'm scared. Um... <laughs>
0: Uh, where to start (laughs) where to start Point Break Point Break Point Point Break is the movie movie. I got it all right I've spoken this before but Vegemite Vegemite I like you've tasted Vegemite yeah Ah. all right tick You're Australian already no problems
1: yeah I know I know it's the test to go in Australia to like the Vegemite
0: Um, you know how to say g'day mate g'day mate How's it going? How's it going? Yeah. Um, what else can I teach you? Rip snorter. Rip snorter. Rip snorter is like, that's a rip snorter. That's like great. That's fantastic. That's a rip snorter.
1: Rip snorter. Yeah. All right. Beer like, o'clock? Beer o'clock. All right. You know beer I o'clock. know the beer o'clock. Yeah. I don't know the time, but I know when it's time for beer, it's beer o'clock. Yeah. Beer o'clock. Uh... Is it specifically... Australian thing? The beer clock? No, o'clock? I think
0: beer clock international.
1: International, yeah. because I also heard about uh, UK people. Yeah. That yeah. say, ah, oh, it's beer, beer clock. Five
0: o'clock. Uh-huh. Smoko.
1: Smoko. Yeah, I know the word,
0: but I don't know the meaning. Well, if you're going to be working in the trade industry, like being a work um, somewhere in the trade, smoko is like ten thirty in the morning. Have a cup of tea, coffee, and a you know smoke. Mm-hmm. Afternoon smoko. Do so you have a smoke in the morning a smoker like in the like afternoon? Like around three or yeah. something. It's a mid-morning, mid mid-afternoon okay. break for a smoke. Smokeo.
1: Smoko. Bottlow? Yeah. No. I don't know that one. Bottleow is bottle shop? Butter shop. Yeah. Okay. Butterlow.
0: Uh what else? There's a couple of other old words. I
1: know smoker because a group uh are, um a music band yeah. has that title as the in the music like smoker. Servo? Servo. Yeah. Don't know that one Service station Service station we get, we, Do you put every, put every every word? In no. the word? Oh
0: yeah <laughs> uh, Thongs Thongs Yeah How do you spell it? T-H-O-N-G-S Thongs Thongs No idea It's not a G string It's sandals We say thongs Sandals Yeah Okay Thongs Wait, you put your thongs on Okay Togs Togs What are togs? Togs are your bathers, board shorts, togs. Togs is the board shorts. Yeah. Well, no, we, it's- Togs are what, um, the one, you know, what girls wear, bikinis or togs, oh, yeah. or what boys wear, the speedos. Togs. Okay, so speedos. Shorts. yeah.
1: Okay. Togs
0: off. Uh, what else? Mm-hmm. If I said, put a sock in it, what would I mean?
1: Is there a context?
0: Um, we're having an argument or discussion I say ah, put a sock in it I think I think I know it's like to
1: r- relax now yeah, it's like stop Yeah, stop. stop talking put a sock in it stop yeah it's like it's not a shut up thing but it's yeah. just to say it. come yeah Oh, stop the topic smoko bo- bottle avo avo yeah
0: avocado no yes you can say avocado <laughs> or afternoon afternoon is yeah. avo yeah I'll see you in the avo
1: Hmm. So Gal- you, can, you can have
0: a Arvo smoker Yeah. Gabo. <laughs> Gabo is a garbage. Ga- collector garbage, yeah. Yeah. Garbage collector.
1: So so like
0: like mm. um, Easy. You just start. That's a nice Sheila. Sheila. What's a Sheila? Could be a car. Yeah. But it'd be a female car. So Sheila is a girl.
1: Ah, Sheila. Sheila. Sheila.
0: Bloke. Bloke. Yeah. Sheila. No, what's a what's a bloke? He's a good bloke
1: a good guy a good guy yeah a bloke
0: block, and Sheila alright <laughs> what else can I teach you where's my list
1: I'll take the list first, Australia yeah if I was to say that you're fair dinkum fair dinkum fair dinkum I've heard it before I don't know the meaning
0: fair dinkum means he's honest good he's t- talking the truth yeah he's a fair good dinkum. yeah he's good fair dinkum okay income, like
1: someone' to trust, yeah,
0: that fair, fair income, you're talking the truth,
1: okay income. Right.
0: Mm. oh, that's a piece of cake, a that, piece of cake, that's a piece of cake that that red line, that red piece you want me to go a that's of, a piece of cake, it's
1: like a really nice one, yeah, or it's easy, that's a piece of cake oh, I do okay.
0: That. Uh, what if I was to say piss you the game, taking the piss out of me? You you taking the piss out of me? I am kidding. Yeah,
1: are you're like, kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah, you you having a
0: go at me? Mm. All right. So in a, repeat. You taking the piss out of me? Piss out of me. It's when you're joking on someone, taking but, the piss out of them, teasing them. Mm. We have lots of uh, different expressions. expressions in Australia and words.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's does mm. does those... fair income. <laughs> Does 100% of Australian likes Vegemite?
0: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So there, some Australian. I'll leave you, I'll leave you this to go <sighs> when you. you go to Australia. Back to my list of questions.
1: for your plants.
0: Uh, let's talk about some local
1: knowledge. Mm-hmm.
0: Where's your favorite place to ski here? Which pist and which off-pist,
1: off-pist. area? Five, five pist. I like the. I think the the red one, on the right of Soler.
0: Yeah, I like that too. But I don't like that the ski schools, ski clubs, taking it off. It's closed most of the time now.
1: Yeah, because it's part of the stadium.
0: Yeah, but that was one of my favorites too.
1: That one is nice. I like it's different parts, two walls.
0: I like. I don't know the name of it, but off, off the uh, Yeah, you go up the R Cell and you turn left, sorry, turn right, you've got the big big pist and you can go straight ahead and there's a blue. But if you take the left, there's another little blue. It's a tiny little blue run. Rodos. And no one ever does it. No. I've do, I'm doing it with I, the groups. Yeah, and
1: I love that one. Yeah, it going all the way, do a turn, coming back to the solar. Another yeah. one yeah that one is nice because when you have like beginners you can go up with them still up in the like being up in the resort yeah w- without having like a difficult slope to go down so this is a nice one i'm doing it mo- but not a lot of people no, are being there no. it's, but it's nice Plan
0: cardinal you like the plain cardinal best
1: yeah off, yeah it's my best place yeah. off-piste everyone off-piste, tells me i want to go
0: there it's the best place. so i know that you're a vegetarian Yes. And you'd like to share food and tell people to, you know, educate people and share meals. and I like that people are eating well. But you're also very French. Yes, why? Well, you love cheese. Yes. And, you know, veganism,
1: vegetarianism. Yeah, but uh, vegetarian is okay. Vegan, I can't. You can't do. Because of the cheese. Yeah. But the others, I can like honey, milk, cream. What's your favorite Cheese. I think blue, blue bonval. Oh, <laughs> <thinking> blue <Bonneval. laughs> I think it's a nice one. Bleu, I like or Beaufort. Yeah, or Beaufort. Beaufort. But what about
0: from your region, the or Barros mm. or any down from Portugal or you know Spanish cheeses? No oh, shit. Yeah,
1: like it's really in French. In France, we have the best cheese. I think. Yeah, Italian they have too. Like Italian pecorino. Pecorino is nice Parmigiano Yeah parmi- Parmigiano yeah, is really good too Off the block
0: With a bit of honey Red wine mm.
1: Mm. But Yeah Beaufort Like Is a really nice one Parmigiano is nice I, I, I can not say like, yeah. it's, it's a nice one too
0: Where's your favourite place To surf?
1: Uh, I've felt in love With Left Last year left, In, in Morocco South to Agadir Three Four hours down To Agadir Yeah it's like, yeah, quiet place. Not a lot of people that is going that south of the country. Huge lefts. And you can sleep on top of the, it's, you have like a hill to go down to the beach. And at the top of the hill, you have like a place to park the van. So you are we are like five, six vans at the top. You can see the whole beach. It's like 100 meters at the top. Yeah. The spot is crazy. We can stay there to sleep. We have everything around. The town is so nice. People are so nice in the town. <clears throat> we can eat a good in a good restaurant. Like, yeah, all all the city is really nice. I like it. So that's a left. So that means you a goofy footer. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm a goofy. So it's, well, now uh, Morocco is really like a right paradise waves because it's a lot of rights. Yeah. So usually it's like regulars like regular surfers that is going there be- because i think we like to surf front side so usually indonesia is made for goofies because it's a lot of left and morocco or what else in the right but morocco is really a, lo- a lot of right waves okay so usually it's like regular surfers there there but I I've learned how to have a proper backside surf. Then now I also enjoy a, a really long ride, I like a proper ride. It's it's really nice. I yeah, like I, for,
0: I didn't. I forgot to ask you about that because yeah, when you snowboard, you obviously goofy. have a, a natural <coughs> with your left goofy or natural, or whatever mm-hmm. they call. But the same thing happens with surfing. But on a snowboard, it's easy to switch. You
1: yeah. can just you know. Then in in surf if surf you can't, yeah. the, the wave dictates. No, your, you can do your switch. Yeah, but. Right on the wave you can yeah. switch foot if you want but yeah the wave like you you you're more going like if it's a left and I'm goofy you naturally go front side and you will not switch for back side yeah. switch wave so yeah you you can't switch really some surfers are doing it they, they can surf both sides but yeah i'm mostly surfing goofy and what about, where's your favorite place to skate? Barcelona. Yeah. I've been there many times. It's crazy. The city is made for. Is it made for, yeah? Uh, yeah, like the... Is it, we're talking <coughs> natural natural features? Street, or street
0: spots. Street spots, or they've got dedicated skate parks No, well. skate
1: parks are not the best ones there. No, no, street spots. The street skating culture in Barcelona is so important for the, the whole world like skate word, like because I think in the 80s they they just let artists or constructors doing what they want to do and all of the spots are like skatable, like all of the archite- architecture yeah. is skatable mostly so you have spots everywhere and in the beginning 2000 lot of like that was the place yeah Yeah, that was the place to be all of the 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 pros they were there like to skate so when you grew up watching videos and then you go to barcelona you you recognize so many spots that and you're like oh yeah i recognize that guy did this (laughs) so you can see the size compared to what he's done it's nice so Barcelona is the is the place I like to skate because also you can skate and the floor is like rolling. It's not like um, square. Yeah, uh, not tiles and yeah. Yeah. Okay. That can be tough to skate for uh, some cities, but Barcelona you can just roll all over the city so easily, as well.
0: All right. Have, so uh, have I been? you no, I haven't been to Barcelona. It's on my many list of things to 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 do and travel to, but. Um, your life is uh, very interesting and, and you've been someone I wanted to talk to for a long time because you've got this amazing balance of summer and winter and different sports. You can move around. It's very very freedom and free, free um, living. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to ask you the three questions or the three things I like to ask my guests. And the first, first question is, uh, how do the mountains make you feel?
1: Feeling like free, quiet and good, I think. Like when you're on top of a mountain and you reached it and you're like happy that what you've done, happy on the, the, the piece you're going to do. And yeah, you just feel free because you have nothing around, just close to the nature. And just to be close to the nature is so brings me something like yeah. a, a special energy i like to, that i like too it's all it's, i think all of my sports i'm doing i try to be as close as i can of the nature by the ocean the mountains the snow skating is a part is part is a part of this but the other ones like the movements are all free free free-flowing movements as well yeah you do whatever you want at the place you want like the moment yeah yeah so mountains bring me those emotions like yeah to be free alright
0: nice this is what I like
1: what do the mountains teach you about life that it can switch from a good day to a bad day really fast yeah this it brings me that you're never 100% sure about the risk you are taking like um Something can can still come, always. Then it's nice, you're having a good day, but don't forget that this is nature. So it's still, it's nice, you're connecting with the nature, but you can still have something. Same in the ocean. Yeah. Ocean if you have a
0: bad day, you already, <clears throat> already know that a good day can just be the next day.
1: It can always change. It can always change. Sometimes you just don't feel to the go there. And just listen to you yourself and just don't, don't go. And then you will go the next day or two days after or the next week. But sometimes you know and you feel something that you're like, I'm not sure if I want to go there today. And you just, yeah, you have to listen. You
0: have to be patient.
1: Yeah, being patient. Yeah, to have better moments. Yeah. Because if you're going too, too much... Pre- um. You want to go too fast, to too, yeah, too, young, too reckless, to to do a thing you want to do. Maybe it's not the best. You way. miss the moment too. You miss the moment too. Or you're having a one, but maybe not a special one. Yeah. Then and you don't choose your moment. Sometimes yep. it it happens like.
0: You're pretty good with that, especially with social media. You are in the moment, and you often you you don't have your camera out all the time. No, and you
1: you are still making footage.
0: You, yeah, but you take the moment. Yeah, some people want to get the camera out. And just, you know, mm. but you often just accept the moment.
1: You don't have a camera out. No, and just yeah. I'm I'm not having a camera. I, I like just to yeah to leave it and like for example in Morocco, what I've post it's like maybe less than five percent of what we lived, and I've just preferred to have it in my head than on my phone. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I try when I do a video to share what I've lived. So, for example, I've recorded the whole winter footage of Snowboard that f- just few people knows. And I really want to do a proper edit of the vibe I want to share. And it's not going to be I know it's not going to be like a tricks edit or uh, but it's just I want to put a lot of slow mo good music behind like a proper good edit. Yeah. The the, the one I wanna do. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will do it in May, in this all right. But then I think the point is your those
0: moments you put on the social media yeah. are not the best moments. No. The moments you've just kept to yourself. And yeah. You just
1: enjoy those moments. Yeah. It's nice. I'm still I mean like it's just in my head and yeah socially just to to share something. But. Yeah. All right. The last
0: question is: Is I ask every guest to um, to bring a story, to share a story where they can uh, have it, their mountain life. Uh, what's the story you can uh, share <laughs> with us?
1: I'm not sure, you know it. No, I don't. I, I don't. You haven't told me. I don't know it. <clears throat> no, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, having a free ride session was the 18th of March 2018 with friends. I think I, I would have just met you then.
0: <clears throat> yeah, maybe that yeah. was
1: the year we met. Maybe, And then, yeah, March, a lot of snow, a lot of snow. But we we decided to go after one hour or two hours of riding to take Lamette, to go through the solar, the face up to the solar, to go to do the line and to find cool words like uh, on the left of this face. Yeah. So we went there, like um, spaced by... 30 meters each to do like it's a rule like to don't be too close when we do a line and was a lot of snow we couldn't see a rock so I think it was around one meter snow uh, under not fresh but then was 3 p.m. was really sunny warm and the snow got louder and one friend the the friend in front when he put a ski I was I think the fourth in the line on six. And when he put a ski, we just hear a really loud no- noise, noise that just we saw on the right. All the face was the avalanche. Wow. And then it was huge. Really huge. I think it was on 100 meter wide. And we were at the top of that face. So it went through all the steep, through the slope, cut the slope, and then stopped down and it was crazy to see how people react to like uh life um how they react in, in face of like the death yeah because it's kind of so this Avalanche <coughs> happened below you or to 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 you all of us we were yeah. in in the avalanche yeah and then people react differently the two the first and the last one the the this ski on the side. Yeah. So they weren't in the avalanche. Then we were only four. On the fourth, one of us went straight away to ski faster than the avalanche, and he did. Yeah. And we were three that were took with the avalanche. And for my my vision was like I have only ten meter on top of me, so if I can reach. And go slower than the avalanche, and then the avalanche go Very faster, faster yeah. than me. I can be at the top of the avalanche and don't go too down. So I I start side sleep under the avalanche on the on the slope on the on the mountain. And then one of my ski went off the binding. Yeah. So I was only one ski and after it was done. Yeah. But I but I've done a bit. So uh like around five five meters on the 10 uh uh would have reached. And after I went down, so I see just the, I don't know, it's like a, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Because you can control nothing. And you're like, Tch. so I know the snow went up to my chest, but not under. No, not under the ju- head? No. And just to my chest. And by luck, it stopped like on the hill, kind of bump. And then because it was a bump, everything fell down. Yeah. And then I was only, only recovered. Um, the snow was uh, at my That's knees. It, yeah. So I, I unlocked my other ski, and I've looked for friends. But it was a special little day, day. Yeah. Because so two friends they were they've done just a roll on their avalanche and was like the both of them as just the heads up. And one arm, so we... we found them pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. But where we were lucky, it's like the patrollers. when they saw us doing the line, they stopped people to go on the slope because they were like, maybe they will create an avalanche and they will cross you and then you would be inside. So they stopped us. We went down and then after, good, because there was no one, no... No skiers and Yeah, there. it's lucky. Lucky of them.
0: How did that change the, your um your mindset and your your how did that change your you know feelings yeah. in, in the mountains and skiing yeah. and getting
1: back out there again? It was really hard to work on it because just the no the nose of the the avalanche it stayed stayed like for the two weeks. I had it in my head and couldn't sleep properly of this. What's what's that sound? It's like a huge detonation. I think it's just a crack, but really loud, like something loud. Yeah, loud. But not like impact. It's like something, yeah, just an explosion of snow. Yeah, yeah. But really, yeah, that takes you like. It's intense, yeah deep inside yeah deep inside it. and you know like it's, you know it's switched it switched from good day to oh fuck oh my god skin. yeah fuck what happened so this and after the next winter so after that day we didn't go off-piste and I was scared the next winter I've done a formation with Cedric like he was doing a pre-winter formation yeah. off-piste I went with him and I was scary like uh, I was I was scared that we were in into a steep and I was scared of the steep more than being out of the mountain out of the slopes yeah and so that winter was the same really hard to to with my mind to go out and after it was covid so two years without really being yeah, in the mountain back in there again yeah so I had the time to think as well last winter I've did a bit off-piste but wasn't 100% uh, confident but was still on the way and this winter I went I, I saw I went by my own off-piste touring doing things for me and I saw my confidence uh, was really progressing and I was back to back to normal but just with, with another experience on my bag yeah and and was really now I'm really feeling good in in the mountains, and I know and I know and I've learned that everything can change, and you I always look on um, yeah the the specific uh, place I am like how it can be, how body can be so I'm just looking more yeah which is not a bad... Uh, yeah, I think that's a good, good lesson to learn. That's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. And we're lucky because that avalanche could have just... make us die. We were six. We can just... <laughs> yeah. Could have just... Died. I
0: think I remember that... where that that avalanche... Yeah.
1: It's a big one. The picture is crazy. Yeah. The picture is crazy. It's really huge. All
0: right. Well, let's... Let's uh, let's wrap it up on that, that note. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, well... If anyone... Um, Especially if anyone wants to come to Valsini and uh, get some lessons and follow your adventures, and yeah. you're, on, you're on Instagram, that's the best place to follow you. Yeah, it's the best place. I think so. Uh, Victorian underscore Izuru. I'll put a link in the in the show notes. So
1: yes. um, I'd th- be happy to. Have-
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, come. Make sure you request him as a lesson. Don't just rock up, but just if you come here, ask for a Victorian as your ski instructor. If I'm not, if, if
1: I'm not somewhere else in the yeah, world. Well, we hope he comes <laughs> back. He may be in Japan or somewhere yeah, else or yeah, yeah. Australia. But um, but I'll be back. Some, yeah, I don't know yet when, but I think I will be back in Varsany. Good. Uh, but thanks
0: for coming on the show. Thanks for being uh, my first guest for season two, two. Because I'm, I want to come back and do more episodes. So thanks for being uh, season season two opener. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more stories from beyond the mountains, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please leave a comment and review. It helps with people to find the show. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond the Mountains Podcast. So please like and follow the show. And remember, the mountains are more than just rock and ice, but the mountains are made up of the people who live, work, and play in them.